Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today we have a special Kyler Murray edition of the podcast, taking a look at the Heisman Trophy winner and A's top draft choice and his looming decision between Major League Baseball and the NFL. Chronicle National baseball writer John Shea and Raiders beat writer Matt Kawahara join me for a full discussion next on A's Plus. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's. Today we are joined by Chronicle National baseball writer John Shea and our Oakland Raiders beat writer Matt Kawahara um, because we've got unusual circumstances to discuss, fellas. The Kyler Murray uh, big decision he declared for the draft, of course, on Sunday, as the A's had expected, I, I reported that last week that the A's figured out that he was going to declare. And, and uh, it sounds like, from a procedural standpoint, that's okay. But you've got to think that they are pretty worried about losing uh, the number nine overall pick in the MLB draft. A bunch of team honchos went and met with him, along with some MLB marketing executives in Dallas on Saturday to try to give him a big pitch about baseball. John, first of all, what, what do you make of all this, um, Kyler Murray's and his decision and, and kind of the way the A's are handling it? Well, I thought it was a wonderful draft pick by the A's. Uh, you know, they, they just kind of uh, surprised the baseball, if not the football world, and picked this guy number nine overall last June. Well, a few things happened since then. <laughs> He became the starting quarterback. Uh, he, he led Oklahoma to the, the Big 12 title, uh, the college football playoff semifinals. Oh, and he won a Heisman Trophy. <laughs> so suddenly the guy, forget that he's 5'10", you know, he's, 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 uh, you know, he's got a wonderful future no matter what he does. He, he's proven, you know, in today's world, you can be uh, sub six feet and excel in the NFL. And uh, while the A's probably thought it was a done deal, his future was baseball. That's what he was expressing. That's what Scott Boris's agent was expressing. Now suddenly it's not. And it's pretty intriguing. I, I think that he uh, uh, has every right to do this. He's getting some criticism, but that's a bunch of baloney because uh, you look at Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, they did the same thing, but they weren't quarterbacks. And this is going to be a lot tougher to uh to try to weigh both i mean he's definitely not going to play both that's almost impossible when you're a quarterback 
but still, I think that it's uh, it's a great story, and it's not going to go away until at least February when we have spring training and the combine conflicting. Yeah, I you know what I I think that it probably is uh, absolutely impossible. It's been you know people behind the scenes that with knowledge of the situation uh, have told me it's a, it's an either or situation because things have changed both in baseball and football and NFL quarterback the demands on them uh, are so much more. And training camp is earlier, the season's a little bit longer. Uh, it, it's just a completely different position now. Uh, and of course, uh, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Brian Jordan, they weren't playing quarterback. Uh, and baseball, there's so much money involved. Uh, they're, they're, no team is going to take that risk of injury. And Bo Jackson is one of the guys they point to for that reason. So, Matt, what are you hearing about Kyler Murray? I, I know certainly a, a bunch of A's fans who are also Raiders fans are kind of hoping if he if he turns from baseball that he might be a, a potential Raiders target. First, what do you hear about him as a, a an NFL prospect and where he might go in the in the draft? And second, would you imagine the Raiders would have any interest? Well, so like John said, you know, I think the way they put it was forget that he's five ten. But I think when NFL teams are looking at this guy, they're not going to forget that he's five ten because that's the main question about him is, um, you know, when talent evaluators look at him or all of the evaluations that I've seen so far is that people really like his arm strength. They think he can make pretty much all the throws an NFL quarterback needs to make. Um, he is mobile too, and that's just another dimension that he brings to it. But he's got really good anticipation. Um, goes through progressions really well, does all the things that you need an NFL quarterback to do, but there just aren't a lot of those guys who are 5'10", um, like he legitimately is, and can you know, uh, just do this on, on a regular basis. Uh, there's, I mean, you saw this just this past weekend. Andrew Luck had a bunch of passes batted down, and this is a guy who's well above six feet, and it, it could be an issue, um, although there are some smaller quarterbacks out there like Russell Wilson. Uh, Baker Mayfield came out of Oklahoma, too. Um, so there's that's going to be probably one of the bigger questions about um, about Murray as he enters uh, this sort of NFL realm. As far as the Raiders, it, it's kind of I think at this point it's a little bit early to look at where you know Murray might slot into uh, a draft order. Um, the Raiders obviously have a quarterback in in Derek Carr who they uh, a couple of years ago gave this five year 125 million dollar contract to. A lot has changed since then, obviously with John Gruden coming in, but those two did seem to click fairly well in their first season together. And Carr is under contract still for a few more years, and it would be sort of a, a, an abrupt kind of pivot for them to go in a, di a different direction like this. But you never know what uh, what John Green is going to do, and he, you know, he does kind of have these connections that he forms with uh, with players. So um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we haven't obviously had a chance to ask uh, him or the new GM Mike Mayock or any of the Raiders. Uh, on the record about how you know how they feel about uh, about Murray entering the draft, but might get a chance to do that at the Senior Bowl next week. Um, one thing that it might do for the Raiders, though, because the first they they have the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft, the first three teams as it currently stands are the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Jets. They all have quarterbacks in place. So you know if the Raiders were to maybe entertain offers from more quarterback needy teams who have lower picks their selection there that might gain a little bit more value if they were to be open to a trade. So all that stuff to weigh as, as the draft gets closer. Yeah, and I, I can tell you just from having stood next to him, Kyler Murray, you know, a, a lot of people say he's under 5'10". I've, I've got to say that that is probably the case. I, I think he's, you know, he's probably 5'9", but I, I don't think he's much more than 5'9". And that's that starts to be pretty difficult uh, my understanding is so you know even just from a standpoint of seeing over your own own offensive line now he is 
lightning fast. Um, you know, the, certainly the fastest player in the major league draft, probably one of the fastest players in the NFL upcoming NFL draft. Um, but my understanding is the biggest difference between playing in the college level and in the NFL's ranks is the speed of the defense is, is you know, m much higher, much better. And, and a, you know, that might neutralize a little bit maybe the advantage Kyler Murray had when he was at Oklahoma. Is that, is that your, the case, would you say? Speed of the defense and, you know, Kyler Murray playing in the Big 12. The Big 12 is not notorious for having great defenses. And um, uh, you, some guys get labeled as system quarterbacks coming out of there, although you've seen some Oklahoma quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield get into the NFL and, and have success right away. So it's um, – it, it is. I mean, there's obviously going to be a transition if he does, in fact, go to the NFL and he is playing with these new athletes, and maybe uh, he's, you know, maybe he gets a little bit of a transition period if that does happen. But yeah, it, it'll it'll be a step up for him and something that he'll have to to deal with. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because you you see the different sort of draft reports, and he's listed anywhere from you know high first round to somewhere in the third round, which, which seems crazy uh, as a potential, you know, spread for where he might go. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons the A's are maybe not quite as alarmed uh, as people might imagine, because if he were to get drafted later, uh, I, I would think that, that that would really solidify baseball for him. John, what are, you, what are kind of your thoughts on the way the A's are going about this? Um, you know, as I reported, they had at one point talked about potentially allowing him to go to the combine that seems a little less likely now uh, I think if he leaves to the combine uh, there would be you know contract ramifications and, and potentially at that point he would have to choose football uh, but if he were to be drafted you know lower and didn't and did not attend a combine that kind of thing didn't uh, end his baseball contract what what would you think might might be going on there and, and what do you think of the way the A's have handled this well, he could also meet individually with NFL teams, if I'm not mistaken. And since Matty shot me down on the 5'10 statement <laughs> and said that Andrew Luck got some balls batted away, let me just tell you, this guy ain't no Andrew Luck. I mean, this guy's got wheels. He, if he sees a lineman, he's just going to run away from him. In that, in that last playoff game, I mean, oh, my, he, th he throws for 300 and runs for 100, and nobody ever did that against Nick Saban in Alabama. And, uh, I mean, it seems that's the way the league is, is moving with, uh, more spread out offenses in the NFL. And, and Russell Wilson has been around a while, but, uh, it's not just him. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's other people. And, uh, if, if you're going to, if you're going to count them out because of his size, I, I think you're missing the point. I mean, Lamar Jackson is taller, but he doesn't throw like this guy. And, and, uh, and, and Jackson led his team to the playoffs this year. And, and watching that last playoff game, I mean, when he's on, he could he could light it up, even though he doesn't pass well. And Murray does pass well. But with the A's, I think um, they, they're all in regardless. I mean, they've been on this guy since 2014 at this high school all-star game in Chicago's Wrigley Field when he just kind of stole the show. And Billy Owens, one of the assistant GMs I spoke with, was at that. And he's just been following him ever since uh, through his senior year in high school, uh, the Cape Cod League, uh, college ball at Oklahoma, where he hit nearly 300, but a 398 on base percentage. What does that mean for A's fans? It means a lot. They don't get anybody unless that OBP is through the roof. 
And he's got some pop. He, you know, he hit home runs. I saw a lot of video of him playing baseball, short compact swing with just endless power. And, um, you know, perfect baseball size, right? I mean, there's a guy named Mays, uh, Mantle. Those guys were 5'10", 5'11". And they had no problem hitting balls. And th- this is this is a guy with, with that kind of speed, uh, you know, to light it up in baseball. So I, I think the A's got to be patient. I mean, be careful what you wish for, right? They were all quoted as saying, yeah, go back to college and play uh, that last year of football as a junior. Um, I mean, they had to say that, but maybe they didn't predict the guy would be this good and that they would be in this predicament. Well, it's interesting. And um, the – there's so much of us and a split basically on where he might go in the NFL draft, but also on which sport might be better. I could actually see him trying out football for a year or two or, you know, being drafted and not liking where he goes or the team or whatever. And coming back to baseball, the A's keep his baseball rights, no matter what happens, even if they get the signing bonus returned. Um, So they can be a little patient. I mean, him, even if he goes to an NFL team, it does not necessarily mean the A's are, you know, done with Kyler Murray or his baseball career is over. So that's interesting. But um, consensus also seems to be split on which sport is better from the short-term perspective, where you might get more money. And obviously the A's are talking about um, putting Murray on their 40-man roster and giving him a a big league contract to sort of, um, you know, maybe lessen the difference between, say, a late first-round NFL signing versus uh, what he would get with his signing bonus, which was $4.66 million. Uh, But also career longevity, uh, health, uh, and overall, you know, what, what the sort of the financial ramifications would be in, of each sport. Matt, um, what's your opinion on uh, the, the two sports in terms of uh, financial riches now, uh, career longevity? You've covered both sports. Do you have any kind of feelings on that? So that was actually the most interesting part, I think, of, uh, of your original report to me was the fact that the A's were considering the possibility of maybe offering him that 40-man roster spot right away because – Otherwise, I mean, when you look at it, just normally, like football, I think, is in the immediate term. I mean, if you were to choose football, that it offers more, you know, potentially immediate rewards, depending on what team drafts him, if they need a quarterback right away or if he were to go to a camp and, and win the job outright. I mean, he is from day one. He's the man. He's the quarterback, the starting quarterback in the NFL, playing in front of sold out stadiums, making a good amount of money. Whereas, you know, if you go to major league baseball and take the normal route of what um what a draft pick takes you're you're in the minors for a few years and you're kind of working your way through that and it's just aside from i mean you never you know completely disregard the 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 monetary part of it but just the the part that you're immediately at the highest level playing in these meaningful games i mean i think that has to appeal to a guy who's probably you know you know in it for that partly um and then, but in terms of career longevity, I, I think it's pretty hard to argue that you wouldn't, I mean, barring some freak injury or something, that, that careers last longer in baseball than they do in football. I mean, and you're, you're an NFL quarterback, at, you take a hit, any, any potential play could be the last for a season, could be the last for a year or more. And I think if he were to be looking at sort of the, long, the longer term, I mean, the potential of being a, a major league center fielder for, a 10, 15, maybe even longer year career that, that, that offers a, a much, uh, I guess a much longer potential than, than what the, the typical NFL career is. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, I, it's interesting what you say about maybe going and playing football for a couple of years. And then if it doesn't, 
if he doesn't agree with him or if, if he maybe changed his mind, that there is always that baseball thing to fall back on because, yeah, I, I just do feel like either way you look at it, the NFL, he has to really weigh at least this potential of the NFL just because of what it offers in the immediate term. John, you know, the A's in recent years have talked about um, they feel like they need to go high risk, high reward um, in their financial situation and uh, sort of reinventing themselves on the fly the way they do. Uh, Taking a guy like this where there was an awful lot of risk but very high ceiling, of course, a raw talent. They feel like if Kyler Murray does start playing baseball year round, uh, he could move up really quickly in a system. He might, you know, it might not be say, a three years in the minors. If they put him on the 40-man roster, my understanding is he would have four options, so that means four potential years in the minors. I don't think the A's see him as a guy who would be spending four years in the minor leagues. Anyway, I'm sure they've talked to him about that. Uh, The hitting would, of course, be uh, the question mark, uh, and they wouldn't want to rush him. But um, what do you see as a potential progression for him should he choose baseball? And and, um, you've obviously paid attention to what the A's have done all these years in terms of the high risk, high reward, you know, potentially losing, you know, they don't get a comp pick next year if, if Kyler Murray leaves. Um, worth the risk to draft a guy like this? I think so. I think so. It's, it's. I mean, we're almost speaking like he's a sure thing baseball player, and I don't think he, he is because it's just limited uh, um, reps that he has had because of football. Uh, yeah, a great all-around athlete. Uh, his athleticism shows in in both sports as a center fielder and quarterback. And, you know, baseball is not easy. I mean, football, it's not easy, but my goodness, he, he, when you, when you win a Heisman, you would figure that that's the next step. It's not like he's the best baseball player in in college ball. Uh, Like I said, the, the reps have been limited and it, so the, it's a small sample size that the A's are going with. And to project him, and by the way, Billy Owens did say that they do project him as a center fielder. That they wouldn't move him anywhere else. Uh, you know, they like his, his work in the outfielders, his speed, and his arm, of course. We've seen that on the football field, two different things. So, I, I, you know, I, 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 think, I think he'll go with football. I, I think, I think it, it, it's a better sport for him. I mean, I, selfishly, I'd love him to pick baseball so I could cover them and on a regular basis, uh, basis perhaps one day. But, uh, I mean, his uncle is Calvin Murray and his uncle was a first round draft pick by the giants in the early nineties, 11th overall. And also a little guy, also a center fielder, also out of Texas, but we didn't see much of Calvin Murray in the big leagues. Um, you know, he, he spent a lot of time in the minors and really never reached the potential the Giants thought, that, you know, expected of him. And now his nephew comes aboard as a center fielder, you know, high, highly projected out of Texas, good college career. There's no saying that, that he will succeed, you know, at all, whether he'll reach the majors at all. I mean, he would have to earn it. Unlike football, once you're drafted, you're an NFL player. You might be second string or, or whatever, but there's more of a guarantee in football. But anyway, I mean, looking at what his uncle did, it, it's just not a sure thing. But but yeah, I'm all in on uh, the risk factor. The risk factor because uh, you know you just in baseball you just can't predict as well as you can in football, even with first round picks. 
Yeah, um, I think that definitely worth the risk, and I think the A's are right. That's kind of what they need to do. We've seen the last few years, clearly their, their undervalued asset, their money money ball kind of thing, has been athleticism. That's what they're going for in the draft. That's what they're going through off, going for often in trades. Uh, you can't get anybody more athletic, a better, more superior athlete than Kyler Murray. Uh, <laughs> I think the A's uh, realized that the second he won the Heisman, like, oh, maybe he's too good. But uh, definitely worth it, I, I think. But uh, in terms of football, uh, I, I think you're right. I think that's probably where his passion lies. It seems like uh, some of the things he said. And, and remember, his dad, too, was a football and baseball star, was a, one of the all-time great football players at Texas A&M, and then spent a long time in the minor leagues and never made it up. And you've got to kind of wonder um, what what that might what that dynamic might do too. Our colleague Ann Killian has written several times about, you know, the dangers of football and and particularly head injuries and CTE. And from a sort of a maternal standpoint, she said, you know, you got to wonder what the what his mom's thinking about all this. So you know, he's probably hearing an awful lot of things. Uh, it's it's a great position to be in. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I hear A's fans who are sort of bitter and unhappy at the prospect that he might choose football. I, you know, good for him to be in this position. And we've seen, John, the salaries are being depressed a little bit in baseball. Um, you know, it's a, I think they might be headed for some labor strife. If I'm an up-and-coming great two-sport athlete uh, and um, Scott Boris is my agent, and we're looking at the current labor market, and some of Boris's big clients are getting paid what people th- projected that they would. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily sure that, that baseball is going to be the way I'd go either. Uh, do you think that the labor situation is something that a, a star athlete should be looking at right now? Well, not necessarily because you, you have to, you, once you get to that big league level and a 40-man roster and, and get the service time, you need a full six years to take advantage of the free agency. I mean, yeah, the union is ticked off. Free agents are ticked off. It's another slow market. Um, but this is the system that the players signed up for. There's a virtual salary cap, well, like there is in the NFL and the NBA. Uh, you know, the players are hinting of collusion. So it's not a real good vibe, but I don't think that would affect him anytime soon. There would be a new labor agreement, uh, you know, by the time that perhaps he would be in the big leagues if he reaches that level. Um, but, it, you know, you're talking money, the $4.66 million with the A's. Hey, Matt, how, if, if the Raiders did pick him and if, you know, they move their quarterback and, and, and Carr and, and, and they, you know, a draft day and they pick this guy four and, and Gruden thinks he's the, the next best thing, to, you know, in, in quarterbacking, which he knows a lot about, how much could he make uh, short-term and long-term versus what he would make in baseball? Well, I mean, if you're talking about him being like a top five pick, uh, I'm, I, I believe, and I would have to check the, the numbers for this year, but I'm pretty sure the signing bonus for a top five pick is somewhere in the in the $20 million range. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a big number to look at right away. But, again, it's not it's not guaranteed that that's where he'll go. Like Susan said, um, there's there's a lot of projections right now. Obviously, a lot can change over the, the next couple of months as he gets evaluated more and meets with teams and everything like that. Um, so, so you know, th- that that is a big number to hear, but it's, uh, it's very fluid at this point. Now, John, you, you talked about the fact that it's, it's not a sure thing for um, baseball players. You know, never, of course. It's not in any sport. But, Matt, the history of um, 
you know, high-profile quarterbacks, uh, Heisman winners, first-round picks, that that's not an exact science either. I, I mean, Malcolm Black Gladwell's written about that, that it's just, you know, the top college quarterbacks, it doesn't always translate. Um, so in your time covering the NFL, what, what's your impression been of sort of the, the success rate of the, the really high-profile quarterbacks and, and how Kyler might fit in, being a little on the, the smaller side? Yeah, I mean, it, it it doesn't always translate. You've seen, I think, in the last couple of years, you've seen a couple of guys who, um, in in Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, who have been able to sort of make that transition. Obviously, Mayfield's made it pretty quickly going to the Browns, where he played really well this year. Lamar Jackson sort of eased into a role this year toward the end of the season, and he he does something a little bit different. Like John said, he's he was uh, making a big impact with um, with his running ability whereas he's probably not as as strong or as good of a thrower as murray could be getting uh if he you know if he took that nfl route you can look back and see um guys who you know didn't quite you know one heisman didn't quite make the impact at the nfl level as they were expected to like obviously johnny menzel is one that jumps out um <laughs> james winston has been kind of iffy uh marcus Mariota is a guy who has had pretty good success being in tennessee but um, one thing you have to keep in mind when, when you're talking about guys going straight from college to the NFL is, is, and I think this is something that you alluded to with the, the impossibility really of, of doing both, uh, is that there's so much that goes into learning an offensive system these days, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a different system than the one he ran in college. Um, so a lot of those Big 12 systems are very spread out offenses, and yeah, there's an aspect of that in the NFL, but I mean, if you were to use the Raiders in his, as an example, uh, John Gruden's offense is very, very complex complex, and asks a lot of the quarterback. And Derek Carr, who's been in the league five years now, he didn't really start to show a, a real grasp of it until halfway through the season. Um, and, you know, he's gone through a lot of different systems. But it's that's something that uh, Murray would have to learn if he were to go to a team where he was expected to play right away. And so it's, you know, there's the potential that he wouldn't, you know, be a star right away. But like John said, he would at least be in that spotlight. I mean, he would be the starting quarterback for an NFL team. And one thing that maybe is something to keep in the back, uh, keep in mind is just that that seems to be where the momentum is right now. If you're talking about baseball versus football, he is just coming off of having led Oklahoma to the college football playoff. He's coming off of having won the Heisman Trophy, and this is all really recent. And maybe I don't know if that's. Uh, I'm sure there will be people who will be encouraging him to, you know, take a step back and look at this from a wide-angle lens. But that is all very fresh, whereas you know, being drafted by the A's is a little bit more um, in in the background. Even though they're, I'm sure they've kept in very close contact with him. So. Um, it might just be something that uh, to, to keep in mind there, but he does have sort of that momentum in the in the football and the NFL realm with a lot of people talking about him right now. Yeah, and he's a kid from Texas. I mean, you know, football football is king. I worked in Texas for two years, so there's no doubt football is is by far king in Texas. So, um, John, were you uh, like I kind of intrigued by the fact that MLB sent some marketing executives along with the A's execs? Uh, you know, baseball has. Uh, for all the time we've spent in the last couple of years um, talking about time of game and the drop-off in attendance and ratings and things like that, um, one of the knocks has been the the, te- the league's lack of, of marketing its top players. I, I thought it was fascinating that they sent some, some top marketing people along with the A's to talk to Kyler Murray, and I wonder if 
if they they're already kind of pitching like look you could be a face of baseball and and mm-hmm. we'll do everything you know we can to bend over backwards to find you endorsements and and maybe bump up this earning potential really quickly um is that kind of what your take on them sending some marketing people might be yeah i think football didn't doesn't need to do that Fo- football doesn't need kyler murray like baseball needs kyler murray uh and and uh you know murray doesn't need baseball baseball needs him because you know the baseball has done pretty much a rotten job marketing their players when compared to basketball or even football uh who, who is mike trout you know he can walk in a mall how many people would recognize him uh you know versus any number of uh warriors or even raiders 49ers uh, garoppolo these guys so it's it's a, it's a different world, and they need to catch up big time, basically because the average fan is much older than the average basketball and football fan, and they're trying to bring in younger fans. And they've been doing a lot. They've been working on pace of game. They've been working on, um, you know, pretty much, you know, the Ken Griffey commercial during the postseason in which he's quoted uh, as saying, let the kids play. You know, let, let them be themselves. Let them, let them be animated and, and celebrate, and that kind of in-your-face style that you know you see in basketball and football so much. Uh, you know, Madison Bumgarner versus Yasiel Puig. I mean, old school versus new school. And you know, baseball. Uh, I think it's trying to get away from the old school and allowing the new school principles to to sort of take over because, well, they're forced to. That's just the way it is in the world. And now you got this kid coming up. I mean, he could, uh, you know, as, as, as Billy Owens told me, when even in that high school game and in college, I mean, he, you, you can't take your eyes off this guy when he's on a baseball field. Same as a, same as a, as a football field. But, but uh, yeah, so I, I, maybe I'm not surprised, but, but it was impressive that they did send uh, marketing people there because th- this guy is unproven in professional baseball, yet, uh, you know, they're doing anything they can to, to uh, you know, convince him that baseball is the way to go. It's fascinating. One thing that's yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah, by, by just the way, one thing just, that... just don't give him a tour of the Coliseum facility. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I was just going to say one thing that was interesting uh, that just kind of popped out to me about what John said there was that um, yeah, I mean the A's could you know love what they see when they watch Kyler Murray play baseball, but a lot of people have seen Kyler Murray play football. Nobody has seen Kyler Murray play baseball unless you went and scouted him or you went to Oklahoma. You don't know what he looks like on a baseball field. Everybody who watched college football or watched college football playoff, they know what he can do on a football field. And there's just, I don't know, that I don't know how much that would weigh into his um, sort of his own personal decision. But there's just that sort of uh, aura about him there right now where I think he would be both intriguing and, as we've said throughout this whole thing, he would be an immediate like star in, in the NFL if, if that's the route that he chose to take. Well, uh, he's probably heard this undersized quarterback thing for so long. I'm sure he would love to prove people wrong. I mean, he's a, you know, a s- astonishingly great athlete, and that's you add a little bit more fuel to the fire by saying, 
you can't do this, I think that would probably only make him want to do it more. So he's in a great position. Good for him. I don't think uh, really anybody that takes a look at it when you're 21 and you have those kind of options, that's, well, that's wonderful. I don't, I don't think anybody should be begrudging him that. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what he does. Uh, I can't wait to see what, whatever sport it is. Uh, I kind of hope at some point he plays baseball, even if it's, you know, later after an NFL career. And, you know, we heard the comparisons with Ricky Henderson. Uh, of course, you hear the Bo Jackson comparisons. Uh, I think he could be a, a su superior baseball player, maybe an, an all-star type baseball player, which is uh, what a lot of people who have seen him believe. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out here in the next month what which way he's thinking. Uh, but I do hope sometime late, later down the line, uh, at some point, we do see him on a baseball field, even if he has a fantastic football career. Whatever he does, I hope he does it very well. Thanks, you guys, for joining me, and uh, I, we shall reconvene maybe when he makes an announcement. I, I think that would be fun. Sounds good. Thanks, Susan. Yeah, when, when he becomes a, a Raider and an A, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just have a weekly powwow with the three of us. Anyways. All right. Thanks, fellas. Uh, we will talk again soon. Thanks for joining us on A's Plus. A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter, at Susan Slusser. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sanfranciscochronicle.com slash subscribe.